Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated.
may not know this about your pastor, and it really doesn't matter all that much of a big deal, but I serve on the executive board of Churches United. And the only reason I bring that up is I had found in myself that there was something that was missing. And being involved with Churches United helps to fill at least a a piece of that gap. I remember, you see, when I was growing up, and maybe some of you share this memory with me of, of going to all kinds of different worship services, things like May Fellowship, um, World Day of Prayer, Worship for Christian Unity, ecumenical services for Thanksgiving Eve or ecumenical Easter sunrise services. Any of you remember going to any of those kind of things? It used to be a big deal, didn't it? And yet, not so much anymore. You see, one of the most difficult things of being part of Churches United is we've learned that people aren't so united anymore. And I know that that's been a struggle even Mike has found trying to work with different agencies and organizations, even when it comes to things like disaster. You think people would find ways to come together And yet it's our differences that keep us from figuring out how we can work together. As a female pastor, I have experienced that in more ways than I could even begin to tell you. I've had people walk out on me, other male clergy walk out while I pray at the deathbed of someone. And a male clergy who was Missouri Synod in background, could not pray with me, and I didn't know he was present in the room. And he left the room because I was an ELCA pastor, let alone a female, praying, and he couldn't be there with me while I did that. I've had people, pastors, male clergy, walk out while I was preaching at an ecumenical event. It's just too much to think of a woman doing something like that. I've been told when I've I've gone to to uh, serve funerals that I I couldn't park in certain places because that place was reserved for the pastor. Albeit I was in a black skirt, a black cleric, and carrying my robe and hand, I didn't fit the bill. It seems that when we try to come together now, on an ecumenical level, There are so many ways in which we don't get along. And and, and heaven forbid we even try to say, you know what, we're going to have an ecumenical service. The one thing we won't even put on the table, if you will, no pun intended, is a conversation about communion. Because that's just too much. And that's too hard. And, And usually the excuse that's left to us is, let's not even do it. Because we don't want even more people left out. Seems kind of crazy, doesn't it? And and this cooperation or or lack thereof is really on on a local level in their congregations and denominations. It seems that, that this whole getting along and trying to figure out how to worship Christ together has given way for something altogether different. It's given a way for for what might call program wars. And believe me, you are all as much a part of that, if not more so, than the clergy. 
Because you do it all the time. You, you ask yourselves, you ask your colleagues, you ask your coworkers, well, tell me, what is it that your church does for your kids? You know, what programs do you have going on? What kind of incredible Sunday school thing do you have happening at your church? What is it that you have for, for 20s or 30s or for the seniors? And it becomes this, this contest and this war to see who can do something bigger, grander, better. We have worship wars, and we've experienced those internally. But we even have worship wars on a local level. Who has the best band in town? Who has the best organist? Who has the best sanctuary, the newest sanctuary? Maybe the oldest, most historical, most traditional sanctuary. Who has the most elaborate sanctuary? Who has the best preacher in town? And are they a preacher? Are they the best preacher because they, they, they stick behind a pulpit? Or are they the best preacher because they're creative, you know? We have all these kind of wars that keep us separated from each other. It's in today's example. In the midst of all the wars even the disciples were having, the bickering that they were in the midst of, that Jesus comes to the understanding that he's not much more for this world And he decides to pray for his disciples. It's in the midst of all these wars and the bickering and the anger and the pettiness and the feuding that Jesus decides to pray for his disciples. But he decides to pray for us. And I wonder, in the midst of all that ugliness that the church somehow even seemed to be founded on, before its conception. What it is that Jesus is going to pray for. Of all the things he could pray for for his disciples. Of, of all the things that he could pray for for us. I'm amazed at the things he chooses not to pray for. He doesn't pray for world peace. He doesn't pray that his church will grow. He doesn't pray that we would understand incredible programs. He does not pray that they would be filled with powerful preaching. Anything other than what he prays for at the very best is second. And what he prays for is that his disciples would be one. He prays that we would be one. He prays that you and I would be one. Now he doesn't even come close to thinking that we're always going to agree or get along. He's very clear in what we should be one about. We're supposed to be one in understanding the love of God, to be unified in the love of God. You see, that's what it is that sets Christ apart from, from absolutely everyone else, is he gets that more than anyone else. He gets and understands the love and the trust of God. And he calls his disciples, he calls us to be unified, to become one in our love and in our trust of God. 
And anything that you and I do besides that, at best, is secondary. Jesus gets on his knees. The last thing he says to his disciples as they are in earshot and can overhear him is, please, dear God, make them one in their love and trust of you. That they would know the love of you that I have known. Jesus prays that we would know oneness. That we would set aside our anger and our pettiness and our bickering for oneness in the love and trust of God. That we would be one in knowing and understanding that we always, you always come last. That we would have oneness in knowing that we are to always supposed to live for our neighbor first. That we would have oneness in understanding that our salvation comes through Jesus Christ. And is knowing the love of God. We will never agree. Ever. Ever. But we must understand our primary calling. And our primary calling is to be one in the love and the trust of God. Jesus prays for his disciples. He prays for us today. And I pray that today we decide that we can begin anew. And we can find a way to live in that love and trust. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by His love.